Thanks for listening to a YPC podcast. We believe God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we'd love to hear about it. Take a second to send your story to office at ypcprior.com and enjoy the message today. Amen, amen. Welcome to your place, church, guys. We're super excited that you're worshiping with us today. Take a second, look into that camera and welcome our online audience. Super glad you guys are tuning in today. Uh, We have a message for you, and I mean, when we say amen, you say amen. If I have you repeat after me, you repeat after me, because that's a part of the the worship experience at Your Place Church. We're all one family. We're in three services on the weekend and several people watching online. So it is a new day and age, but we are embracing it. Amen. I uh, I heard someone say this. They said, success without a successor is no success at all. Think about that for a second. Success without a successor, someone to take over, is no success at all. Which is why we have always seen Your Place Church is not only a triage center that's helping the hurting and the broken, but also a training center. We believe that we are called to train people to do what we do. Um, We we help uh, churches all over the country. It's part of the reason why we're starting our college, our ministry college, is for young people. And and actually, we're entertaining a night program, so people who are over the age of 24 who might be interested in that um, and can do a a night program, we're we're looking into those options. But it's also why we are intentionally platforming younger people. And a lot of people are like, how come? How come? Like, what? Is there not a place for older people here? No, there absolutely is a place for everyone all ages. But we've got to intentionally intermix young people in there. And the reason why is a church will naturally age with its senior pastor. And I'm starting to get a little bit gray in my beard. You know what I'm saying? And some weekends you'll see it, some weekends you don't. I don't know. It must be the lighting. But anyway, it is, it is one of those things that we know that we've got to be intentional in raising up the next generation. This is why a lot of churches you see out there are just dying off. It's because they've never been intentional with getting young people involved. And that's precisely why next weekend we're starting our Young Guns series. Amen. We're excited about it. We really are. And so what I need from you guys is I need you to to understand that some of these guys, they've never had this opportunity before. Um, this is this is the first time for them and they are super nervous like almost throw up nervous You know what I mean? And so we're, we're telling them we're encouraging them that they can do this trust me uh, You know this to be true Anytime to get good at something you have to do it again and again and again and again, right? But you got to start you just got to start sometime And so that's what we're doing with these young guns We're just kind of putting them up on the platform and we're saying we're behind you and so I need you to amen them. I need you to support them. I need you to catch them in the foyer and talk about something that they said that ministered to you. I believe you'll be surprised over the next few weeks at the depth of knowledge that comes from some of these young people that we have worshiping with us here at Your Place Church. I think God, I believe God is bringing them to every church because it's not, God has no intentions for churches to ever cease. I think I think what happens is some people are just more aware and intentional about raising up the next generation, which is what we claim that we feel like we do. Amen. And so that's, that's happening starting next week. I'm excited to listen to all of these guys. 
We are in part three of our Led by the Spirit series. I need to teach you some things today, guys, okay, as it pertains to listening and following the voice of God on the inside of you. But you're going to have to pay attention. You're going to have to lean in. I don't have screens um, to put scriptures up, and so you might see references, but I, I, we don't have the full. Those are coming. We've we got to get all of this stuff finished. We've got a new projector that's coming, and so we'll have two screens on both sides. I mean, it's going to feel like big church around here. It is. But you got to give us a little bit to get there. But what I would invite you to do, if this is important to you, if this is important to you, write notes, take notes. You're going to want this information on this next big decision you got to make. You're going to want this information the next time you're like, man, I just I wish I could hear God in this situation. You're going to want this. And so take notes. They are on um, version. All of my notes are always there on version, so you can get the scriptures. You can follow along. Um, I, haven't, I haven't used it because I got my notes, um, but I'm, I'm, I think there's an ability there for you to type your own notes in there and save those. Yeah, I'm getting a yes over here. So you can type your own notes in there and how this applies to you. Why? There's going to be a moment when you're like, what was that message Pastor Durian taught about being led by the Spirit? There was something he said. That's why you want these. Amen? We don't just come to church to punch a clock and get, get heaven points. We come here to grow. We come here to learn. We come here to worship. And so week one, I started talking to you about things that we should never trust. For instance, fleeces or feelings or opportunities. Those things come and go. God's word is his, the, the way that he leads people in the New Testament is through his word and through the inward witness. That is the primary way that God leads his people in the New Testament. And we think, oh man, wouldn't it be great if we could just, you know, put a bunch of if-then statements out there and then if this happens, we know it's God. No, because the devil can do the same thing. You need a valid, verified way that God speaks. And so he's going to speak to you through his word and through the inward witness. Last week, we started talking about um, fear and deception and how these things will try to lead you. Today, I'm going to go a little bit different direction. John chapter 10, verse 27. John chapter 10, verse 27. This is the holy written word of God that has survived generations after generations after generations. The Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. So this is the holy written word. People are searching for truth. Search no further. Here's truth. Amen? John chapter 10, verse 27. My sheep listen to my voice, the scripture says. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. One translation says, my sheep know my voice. The analogy that, that, the, that John is talking about here is this analogy of sheep and, and shepherds. You know, back in Bible days, they used to pin all of their sheep up together uh, at night um, when they were in town. And then the, the shepherds would come and they would have this, this, this call that they would make, their voice. And they would make this call and all of that shepherd's sheep, who were all intermingled with all the other shepherd's sheep, would hear their shepherd and they would, they would walk to the gate. The other sheep wouldn't come because that wasn't their shepherd. Does that make sense? In fact, I heard one of our staff members talking about this last week, and I don't know if it was before prayer or something, 
Um, they said that they actually had uh, another person come in and do the same call, right? The, the same call that this shepherd would do. But it just, it wasn't his voice. And so even though he would do the same call, whatever it was, you know what I mean? Whatever, he would do the same call. The sheep didn't come because it wasn't their shepherd. My sheep know my voice, the Bible says. So if, we're, if we are his sheep, if we are his sons and daughters, the Bible talks about uh, believers as sheep and compares us to sheep and shepherds, then it's important to know his voice. And so we want to talk about this today. Father, we love you. Father, our aim today is to know your voice. Last Wednesday, we had an opportunity just to get ourselves quiet and listen and hear your voice. Today, we want to talk about this again. And Lord, even though I have notes on a screen, I pray that this message applies to each of us differently based upon what you're saying to us specifically, God. We trust you for that now, Lord, that you would lead me, guide me. We uh, open our hearts to receive from you today. Teach us things, Father, that we've never heard before. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, when I first got saved, I was 17 years old, had my Jesus moment, started learning some things about God. I had a ferocious appetite for the things of God. Uh, I just wanted something that was real, something that worked. And I determined all the way back then, if I could understand and hear the voice of God, everything else in my life would just fall in place. Everything else. The most important thing I realized back then is if I can listen and obey the voice of God, it will chart out a course for my life. And that has proven to be true. Now, there are many voices out there that will try to lead you. And I'm not talking about scary voices that keep you up at night, all right? I'm talking about voices. There are many voices, voices of reason, voices of doubt, natural human voices in our lives that want to give you their opinion. And all of those are fine and dandy, but at the end of the day, we've got to know and understand and follow the voice of God that's on the inside of us. The enemy's voice should be strange to you. It should be strange. It should be unfamiliar. I mean, you can, you, can, you can recognize it, but you're not necessarily listening to it. The voice of your Heavenly Father should be very real to you. And people will even try to be the voice of God to you. And let me just, let me just take a second here, and let me just teach you about this. There are people who feel led by the Spirit of God to give you a word. And that is true, right, and necessary in the body of Christ today. Thank God for people who hear the voice of God and can share things. But let me tell you how the Holy Spirit works. They will never tell you something by the direction or unction from the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit hasn't already began talking to you about. So in other words, if someone comes up and has a word for you, it will bear witness. It will be something that the Holy Spirit has already began talking to you about. And so if someone comes up and says something to you out of left field that you're like, what? You know what? I'm not saying throw it away, but I am saying put it on the shelf and don't necessarily act on it at that time. Let me give you an example. There was a, if you come to Compass, you've heard our story. 
um, when we were serving on staff at a church in Topeka, Kansas, we used to have the big strength team guys come. You've seen these guys, big old bodybuilders. They walk through a single doorway and they have to turn sideways to get in, you know what I mean? Because they're just ripped out of their minds, right? Their idea of a great meal is a protein shake and a whole chicken. <sighs> you know what I mean? That's just what they do. That's just, and trust me, I had to feed them, so I knew this, right? And so these strength team guys came, and this particular time, they had one of their co-leaders, he wasn't a muscly dude, he was just a normal dude, okay? But he could preach, and so they kept him on their tours when they would tour the country. And he was kind of like their, their pinch hitter. You know, when they got the pinch, they'd bring him up to speak. And uh, I don't, you know, one particular, this particular time was a Sunday night, I remember. And uh, he came in to speak for our normal church service. It was at the end of the crusade that they were doing. And I can remember he brought Tyra and I up to pray for us. And he comes down off the platform, puts his hands on us, and begins to have a word for us. And his word is, you're going to have a ministry to the continent of Africa. You're going to make a difference to the entire continent. Wow. You know, when you're young and starting out in ministry or really, you know, wanting to hear the voice of God in your life, that sounds pretty awesome if you think about it. But I got back to my chair and I was like, Africa. Like I had no desire to go to Africa. Had no, no inclination in my heart that I would even take a mission trip to Africa, much less have a world-renowned ministry in Africa. No. And so in that moment, I'm not saying I tossed it out, but it did not move me. Because had I just took what the man of God said, I would be in Africa right now struggling because this is what God's will was for my life. I heard it through some man and not be the pastor of your place church. Does that make sense, friends? So just because someone speaks something into your life doesn't mean you have to take it. It should bear witness in your heart. If you're listening. If you're listening. Now, if someone came up to me and says, I, you're going to be a pastor, and I've, I've been in 16 years of youth ministry, if someone came up and said, you're going to be a pastor, I would have been like, hmm? Why? Because God was beginning to deal with me along those lines. Does this make sense? You've got to pay attention to these things. And you have, this is why it's important that you know the voice of God. I heard uh, one story of a young lady, attractive young girl at a church, loves Jesus, felt like she was going to grow up, get married, and be in ministry with her husband. A guy shows up to church. He's doing one of these deals, brings people up, prays for him. He says to this young lady, you're going to, I see a man in your future. I see a man in your future. Well, who, single ladies, come on, single ladies, amen. I see a man in my future, amen. That's the Lord. That's the Lord. Yes, yes, that's the Lord. He's good. He's good, right? But he went on to say a redheaded man who's in ministry. Well, she spends the next 20 years waiting on a red-headed man who was in ministry, never got married, never fulfilled her life calling. Why? Because some voice said, you're going to marry a red-headed man who's already in ministry. Plenty of eligible suitors came her way. None of them had red hair. We laugh at that, but there are people doing that every single day. You've got to know the voice of God on your own. There's scriptures in the Bible 
where, um, and I almost taught about it today, but it was going to take too long, and the Lord wanted to go a different direction, where there's even been men of God who have gotten off and spoken as the voice of God in deception. And you're like, well, that doesn't give me any hope. Yeah, it should, though, because you can know your, you know the Holy Spirit. Just don't get off. Amen. And so there's so much to learn here, and we want to talk about this. And a lot of people come up to me all the time, and they're like, well, I just can't seem to hear the voice of God. Let me pastor you. Let me pastor you. Stop saying that. Stop saying that you have trouble hearing the voice of God. Because according to Scripture, my sheep know my voice. And the voice of another, they will not follow. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to say, I am his sheep, I hear his voice. I'm his sheep, I hear his voice. Even if you're struggling hearing his voice, you say, no, bless God, I'm his sheep, I hear his voice. Amen. You, you speak that and start learning that. In fact, I think it would be good for all of us just to say this out loud. Say this with me. Say, I am his sheep, I hear his voice. Come on, that does something to you, doesn't it? Speak the word out loud. I am his sheep, I hear his voice voice. If you dwell in the flesh too much, you'll muddy up his voice. If you're constantly just putting in opinion, news feeds, all of that stuff, movies, certain things that are in, inappropriate for you to be watching or listening to, you put that stuff in all the time, you're going to muddy up the voice of God. And you're like, okay, now he's just gotten to meddling. He's on a soapbox. I don't care what you do. I do care that you hear the voice of God, and this is important. And if all you're doing is putting in filth, how are you supposed to hear the voice of God? So if you watch a movie, after the movie, go read your Bible. Amen? Especially if it's a spook movie, all right? Some of you guys watching that demonic stuff, don't even watch that, okay? All that's doing is putting fear in your life, right? Oh, but that's my best thing. I love to do that. Whatever. Okay, where, where are we going? All right, let's get us back on track. Here's the thing. Jesus was always and only led by the Spirit of God. And people are like, why Jesus? You're not Jesus. But he expects us to do what he did. And the Bible talks about in 1 John chapter 2, verse 6, whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. Those kids are having fun. That's not screaming, okay? That's, they're, they're having a great time over there. You, we're going to get that wall up and insulated, and you guys won't have to hear them, but they're, that's what they do over there. They have a good time. Amen. So, Jesus, amen, he called us to live like he lived. And a lot of people are like, well, I'm never going to be like Jesus. The only thing that you don't have to be like Jesus in is the Bible says we were all born into sin. Jesus was born without sin. The Bible says that we have a measure of the Spirit. Jesus had, had the whole, he had the Spirit in its entirety and in its full. But we can live, if it was impossible to live like Jesus, the Scripture would have told us it's impossible to live like Jesus. Instead, what the, what the Scripture does say is, whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus. He did as Jesus did so we need to strive and again no condemnation we're all on our journey we're all growing right we're all we're all continuing your pastor included I'm continually growing to live every day more and more like Jesus so just 
embrace where you are and keep on growing, amen? But how do I live like Jesus did? Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. This has kind of been one of our token verses for this, for this series. Trust in the Lord, the Bible says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. How do you live like Jesus? You trust in the Lord and don't just trust yourself. Don't just trust what you know, your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Jesus is not going to make you do anything. We have to yield to him. You know what I mean by that statement? You're driving in a car, you come up to a yield sign, what do you do? You pause, you look, and if nothing's coming, you keep on going. That's what a yield sign is. And so we have to practice yielding to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I'm coming up on a decision right here. I'm going to just pause, and I, this is the direction I'm heading, but I'm going to pause. You got anything to say here? And if he doesn't, you just keep on moving. But if you pause and he does have something to say, you better stop because he's coming through. Does that make sense? We got to learn to yield to the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And you can do it. You can do it. My sheep know my voice. And the voice of another, they will not follow. And it comes through practice. It comes through knowing his word. But it's, it's the ability of asking and checking on the inside. And listen, just because you haven't heard his voice in the past doesn't mean, A, he's not talking. That's not what that means. He's talking. He's got some things to say. It does him no good to keep his will from your life. And he's interested in accomplishing his will, and he's interested in your life. And so what's happening is we haven't trained or tuned our ear or our heart, that is to say, to the voice of God. But you can. You can start right now, today. And it's not necessarily big things. It's, it's all things in life. You can tune in your heart to hear the voice of God every single day. Now, the enemy will try to force you just to make decisions. Just make a decision. Don't yield. Just make a decision. Just make a decision. Act, 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 act. Now, now, now. We see this in, in John chapter 8. This is the story of the woman who was caught in the very act of adultery. We think about this, and we think about Jesus kneeling down and all that stuff, but, but, but look what's happening. Jesus came into this crowd. There's a large group of people there, thousands of people. Jesus is just, he's ministering to the people. Verse 2, at dawn he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him. He sat down to teach them. So it's, a, it's like this. But yet thousands of people are there. Jesus is sitting down on a rock or a stool or something, and he's communicating to thousands of people. They're leaning in just like you are. They're leaning in. They want to know. They want to grow. They want to learn, right? Verse 3 says, The teachers of the law, so the religious leaders of that day, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group. Like thousands of people here, right? Here comes this commotion, this ruckus through the back doors. They drag her up. They throw her down. They say, stand up. She stands up. I don't know if she's wearing like the, I don't know what she's wearing. She's caught in the act of adultery, the Bible says. 
which number one is insensitive number two is extremely rude to Jesus like he's got this whole thing going on they're they're being pawns in the enemy's hands They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman is caught in the act of adultery. The act of adultery. They caught her in the act of adultery. Enough said. Moving right along. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman, which is true, but that's only a half-truth. The law actually said if, if any couple is caught in adultery, the man and the woman should be stoned. This is the Mosaic law from long ago. It's a true statement. It's a true statement. And basically, they're like, well, what do you say? They knew that Jesus came to preach love, forgiveness, grace, mercy. And so what they're trying to do in this moment is they're, they're like, there she is. We're supposed to stone her. What do you say? The Bible goes on to say this. Uh, they were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. The devil's always trying to set us up. He's always trying to set us up. So you've got to watch for his craftiness. Keep him in the arena of faith, and you'll keep yourself in the, in the arena of listening to the voice of God. In, Moses, uh, in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. That's not true. He commanded us to stone them both. But he's, they're pointing out at this woman. Now, what do you say? See, the devil will always try to get you to choose between two terrible choices. Are you with me? And he'll create a false sense of urgency. You got to choose. You got to choose. You got to choose now. Pick now. Pick now. Pick now. Pick now. Pick now. Pick now. Choose. 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 Everybody's waiting. What are you going to choose? You got to choose now. And what happens is, if we are people who are led by that experience we're not going to be led by the Holy Spirit are you with me need does not lead us experiences do not lead us the Spirit of God is what leads us people will try to force you in pick now pick now pick now you got to pick now pick this pick that pick them pick them pick us pick them right the enemy's constantly dragging you into situations and dragging you in front of people and telling you, you got to pick now. Jesus was not moved by the, by the artificial emergency. In fact, the Bible says he just stepped back and knelt down and began to draw on the ground. And they kept on questioning, Jesus, you got to pick. You got to pick. He didn't pick. In fact, if you finish the scripture, what do you say? What do you say, Jesus? Verse 6, they were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis to accuse him, but Jesus bent down and started writing on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning, you got to pick, you got to pick, what do you say? What do you say? Tell, tell everyone. He straightened up and he said to them, so this, I'm imagining Jesus kind of pulled back away from this situation. Allowed his heart to get settled because he loves this. He loves everyone. So this woman, like, obviously wrong. But he doesn't want her to die. He doesn't want her to get stoned. So he, he but he knows what the word says. The, the law, not the, I mean, the 
word back then, but it's the law. That's all they had. When they kept on questioning, he straightened up and he said to them, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her, which was genius and spirit-led because they're like, we've got to stone her. We've got to stone her. And they were going to do it right there. Stones in the hands. We're going to stone her. What do you say, Jesus? Because if you say that it's not Moses' law, we're going to stone you. Right? But yet you love everyone. And so he goes and says, okay, you who has never sinned before, you throw the first stone. And they were like, oh. So the first guy to throw a stone basically was saying, I've never sinned. And they all knew that was wrong. And the Bible says they all begin to drop their stones and leave from the oldest to the youngest. Genius and spirit-led. It wasn't option A or B. It was option C, and it was God's option. Are you with me, friends? The enemy is trying to put pressure to pick between two wrong choices. Jesus didn't feel that pressure. He didn't feel the emergency. So if feelings that come with alarm, the urgency, is what you're making decisions on, then that's what's leading us, not the Spirit of God. Are you with me? It's the Spirit of God comes with a spirit of peace. There's a spirit of peace. The Bible talks about a peace that surpasses all understanding. Let me just read you some scripture. You might want to write these down. Hebrews 12, verse 14 says, follow peace. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15 says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Where? Your hearts. The inward witness, the, the real you. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. The amplified of verse 15 says it this way. Let the peace of Christ, the inner calm of one who walks daily with him, be the controlling factor in your heart. What controls you? The peace of Christ. That inner calm controls me. Let, let him be the controlling factor in your hearts. Listen to this. Deciding and settling questions that arise. That's what it means to be spirit-led. Allow the spirit of Christ on the inside have control, basically, deciding and settling. Settling. Don't, don't, don't move past this. When you have an unction from the Holy One and you hear from God, you're settled. I've heard from God. And it doesn't matter what changes. It doesn't matter what's going on. When you hear one word from God, you're settled. You don't move. When we launched this church 11 years ago now, I was settled on Prior Creek, Oklahoma. Settled. Didn't have a building. Didn't have a budget. Didn't even know who was going to show up. But you couldn't talk me out of it because I was settled in my heart. I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew. I was to pastor. I was to pastor a church. And I was to launch it here. Settled. And the scripture says that inward witness will decide and settle for you. And so you, if, you, if you learn 
to follow that, you'll be settled in areas of your life. Isaiah chapter 63, 14. This is towards the end of the verse. It says, they were given rest by the Spirit of the Lord. Rest. Not urgency. Not panic. Not decide. Rest. Calm. Focus. Settled. If someone's trying to force you in to panic, urgency, alert, hey, hey, just step back. Give me a second. I need to get settled in my heart. Amen? Rest. You guys know this scripture, but listen to this scripture in the context of what we're talking about. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. That's pretty settling. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. Not panic, not fear, not urgent. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I, I will fear no evil. Man, this world's full of evil. How can you not fear evil? He tells us right here. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Again, borrowing the shepherd's analogy, the shepherd's staff rescued them when they fell. They had that hook. It could could pull them back up, but was also used as a weapon against attackers. A wolf or a coyote or something could fend them off. Your rod and your staff and your hands, good shepherd, I'm good. You comfort me, right? You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. In other words, there's a lot of crap going on out there, but you know what? You're making sure we're, we're, we're eating, we're hanging out in, in, in the midst of my enemies. In other words, my enemies see the blessing of God going on in my life. I'm not panicked. I'm not stressed. I'm not moved. I'm having dinner with my Lord. People can see the provision, the blessing in my life. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. It's not just what I need. It's not just enough. It's not barely enough. It's not less than enough. My cup overflows, the Bible says. Surely your goodness, God, and love, Heavenly Father, will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever peace rest calming that's God people think that peace only comes in seasons of panic no 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 you have to understand what peace feels like in seasons of calm so you know what it feels like in seasons of unrest. Right now, our country's in a season of unrest. Are you unrested over it? 
or do you feel sense and have an urgency for the Lord? And here's the thing. I did not say this last service. This is for someone in this room or watching online. People, listen to me. People will equate your lack of panic as not caring. Well, you just don't care. If this doesn't make you mad, you just don't care. No, 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 no. I know who I belong to. And I'm guided by peace and calm. Amen? Don't let what other people put on you and say about you affect you. Well, if you're not using your social media platform as an, to be an activist, no, 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 no. Can I tell you something that Tyra said on our pop-up prayer last week, two weeks ago maybe now? For those of you guys who have Instagram, you should follow Tyra. Changing lives, 15 minutes at a time. I'm not called, uh, I may get letters for this. Personally, personally, I'm not called to be an activist. I'm called to influence people to Jesus. I'm called to influence people to Jesus. And some people, they are called to be an activist. And I, I mean, that's a grace and that's anointing and that's a calling and they should do that. I'm not. And just because you or someone thinks that I should doesn't mean I should. Just because someone tries to force you into an arena that you don't feel like you're supposed to be in doesn't mean you have to go. What are they doing? Choose now, choose now. A or B, A or B, A or B, A or B. Listen for the Holy Spirit because there'll be a C that's even more powerful than A or B. All the way through my life, this has been the case. Should we rent this property out or just sell it? Just don't have a peace in my heart about either one. Pray about it. All of a sudden, I get the idea of a lease option. This is investments. For those of you who are investments, you know what I'm talking about. Should I... Should we go to Dallas to launch our church? Or should we go to Atlanta to launch our church? Neither one. Why? Because I'm thinking large city, God said small town. And once I'm settled, I'm settled. Do we plant your place church in the all red, which had given us the green light? Can you imagine your place church in the all red theater? Or the rec center, which didn't have the paperwork at the time, but they were willing to do it for us. It was gonna take longer. But launch day's coming. You got to pick. You got to pick. You got to pick. You got to pick. Pick, pick, pastor. Pick. All red or rec center. All red or rec center. Go now in the oldest theater in Oklahoma. In all creation. Or the rec center and wait till they get paperwork done. You got to pick. You got to pick. You got to pick. Neither. Rest. Wait. Guy comes to me and says, have you ever considered a warehouse? Do you see it? You don't have to pick A or B. Rest in the Lord. So these guys are trying to force Jesus into a decision. He backs up. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you gonna, has the devil ever did that to you? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Kneels down follows peace 
stands up, makes a decision, astounds the crowd. Your life can be astounding. Follow peace. Amen. Father, thank you for the Holy Spirit. Father, we want to be those that are not led by panic. We want to be those that are not led by the false urgency or emotion. We want to be those that are not led, Father, by the pandemonium. We want to be led by the Spirit of God. And whatever the Spirit of God says, that's what we'll do. Help us to train our hearts to be Spirit-led. Father, we want to know your voice. We want, a, we want a peace that surpasses all understanding. We want to walk through a world, God, that is in full chaos and yet be settled in our hearts, God. Thank you for it now in Jesus' name. You have been listening to a YPC podcast. Visit our website at ypcprior.com to hear more.